As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so Matt, the other day we were sitting downstairs watching TV and, and Michael said that he was cold. I'm like, dude, yeah. well, I'm not. So figure, you know, figure something out. And he's like, well, I don't, I don't know what to do. I said, just just go sit in the corner. And he looked at me and he's like, why would I sit in the corner? I said, because it's always 90 degrees there. <laughs> <laughs> little math joke yeah, for you there, there you go <laughs> good evening everybody and welcome to the graveyard thank you for joining us tonight my name is adam and my name's matt now pull up a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is graveyard tales <laughs> all right everybody here we are again bonus episode this time matt how you doing tonight brother hey i'm i'm doing really good excellent excellent um so before we get into anything i want to say go check out the Podbelly network at podbelly.com uh, you can find a list of shows there, and you may not find them in any other fashion. So go check them out. It may be something you really enjoy. So go to podbelly.com and search their shows. Um, we don't have any sponsors to thank this episode because it's one of our bonus episodes for a double dark week month. Um, so instead of going and checking out our sponsors, you can do us a favor and go rate and review us on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, iTunes helps the most. So if you've got an iTunes account, go there, give us a five-star uh, rating and then write something. Don't know why, but if you write something, it helps that algorithm more mm -hmm. and we get more credit for it than just a five-star click. Um, so you can tell us how pretty you think Matt's eyes are or something like that. You know, um, <laughs> sorry for the video <laughs> folk. He just flashed his eyebrows at you. So. Um, but yeah, go give us a rate and review if you can. That really helps bring us up in the charts and gets more people to see us, more people in the graveyard. Yeah. Um, also, go check out patreon.com slash graveyard tales. You can sign up to become a patron. We've got three different levels. Um, our $10 level gets the video versions of these shows. So hi to our video patrons there. Um, and we post a bunch of stuff on there one episode a week at least um and it's stuff that you know we probably wouldn't talk about normally um because it, it's like 
more funny stuff or maybe more scientific stuff or just random BS that we wanted to talk about that day. So, yeah, yeah. More random BS. Yeah, yeah, which <laughs> we're good at. Um, <laughs> it's 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 our middle names. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. My uh, and, I, and I'm not kidding. When I was in college, that's the everybody would call me random. Oh yeah, because I I would just say yeah yeah you know I mean I do this all the time you know it's like mm-hmm. what if yeah you know what if constantly yeah and uh, I think it's hilarious. Oh yeah, uh, but, I mean, but people in college would be like what the <laughs> hell <laughs> well that that's some of the funniest conversations you can get into when it's it has nothing to do with what you're talking about and it's just weird what ifs i love those conversations hence why we get along matt so that's right um <laughs> but speaking of not apropos to anything um as you know matt i had to drive up to tennessee to help mom and grandma out a little bit this last weekend and here in Texas, we've gone without rain for months now. Yeah. It's been triple digits and no rain. The ground's cracking. Our yard's dying. It's just, it's crazy. Well, I'm driving up to Tennessee and I get, I don't know, I get inside Memphis. So just past Memphis and it starts raining on me. And I'm like, what is this water falling from the sky? I haven't seen this. And <laughs> what? Well, I get, pretty much into Nashville, just past Pegram there on 40. And it it's a torrential downpour. Like I I swore that there was going to be a tornado or something because it was just torrential downpour. So everybody's slowing down, putting on their hazards. Uh, Part of 40 is starting to flood, you know, so I'm driving through these big puddles and Thank goodness for having a, a truck that sits up high, you know, but uh, made it there and it rained most of the time when, while I was there and I'm driving back and I, I, I'm not even joking. Three different times I had that torrential downpour where you couldn't see 20 feet in front of you and you're, you're going 30 miles an hour flashers on you're doing good to see the road. You're just kind of following that car in front of you. So if they went off the road, you'd follow them off the road too. You know, it was so bad. One time I had to drop my truck down into four H just to make sure I wasn't going to hydroplane or anything. And it was insane, like 75 to 80 degrees and torrents of rain. And then I passed Texarkana coming back dry sun comes out and it, (laughs) 20 degrees it, it, it increases 20 degrees and yeah. i'm like are you kidding i was trying to bring the rain with me but i just couldn't believe that i had to drop it into four-wheel drive on the interstate to keep from hydroplaning i don't know what y'all are doing yeah, up there but it's been crazy for the last couple weeks you know you you'll get up in the morning it'll be bright sunny and warm and then within an hour it it will have turned dark and it's storming yeah um, so, and, and you know, and, and it, it may storm for 20 minutes. It may, it may do it the rest of the day. Yeah. Yep. I, you know, it, it's just, I mean, we, cause we had that long dry spell too, you know, with the heat, but you mm-hmm. know, we've, we've at least gotten some rain because I'm telling you my yard, 
my my yard's terrible. It was already terrible because Brooks has cut a go kart track <laughs> through our backyard right. now. Right. Um. But but yeah, I mean it it's been nuts. So I don't know. I hopefully we get some rain because it's the ground starting to crack here, and there's been rain around DFW, but it hasn't actually gone through where we're at. Like I'll see yeah. the rain and it's north of us, but it's heading north. I'm like, no, 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 no. Come, come on, come down, reverse, reverse. So, but I just, I, I had to tell you about my uh, torrential downpour stories. So for those of you that are still listening and didn't check out during that, um, we, we got a bonus episode. So why don't you tell us, Matt, what are we talking about tonight? Well, um, what if, <laughs> yeah. What what if we did a show um uh, about a monument and almost 2 months to the day from the release of that show that monument was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I would say that that's weird crazy, synchronicity. So. <laughs> sounds insane. Yeah. But it happened. Yep. And and we we've, we've waited to talk about this cuz we we wanted to see what would pan out um so that we could discuss it on, on the show i mm-hmm. mean we're 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 not a breaking news show <laughs> no so <laughs> so by by now most everybody knows that yeah on uh, on july 6th um the georgia guidestones were attacked essentially mm-hmm. um and and somebody went and blew them up yep crazy just you know blew blew them up um, the explosive damaged one of the tall stones and part of the capstone to the extent that authorities felt like it was no longer safe and took the rest of it down right. to prevent from, you know, anybody just standing under it, gazing up and the rest of it decides now's the time I'm going to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. you know, but that it was just insane. I, you know, I, I, I get up that morning and I'm looking at it and I'm messaging Adam going, have you seen this? Yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah. I mean, we just talked about this two months ago. I know. It, and and now, bam. It, it was crazy because it had not been in the news for how long before we talked about it? Like, I yeah, forever. You know? I mean, it had been, it, I think the. I think the most recent article about the Georgia Guidestones uh, that we found during our research was around 2018, and it was like a human interest piece. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it certainly wasn't like just hard news. Um, but, you know, 40 years the thing has stood, and somebody decided that, mm-hmm. bam, we're going we're, we're gonna to go tear it down. Well, I'll tell you, the, weird, the weirdest thing to me about that, is that we had just talked about it and had discussions about it in the graveyard, and then that happened. But, Matt, same type of deal where we talk about something and then it happens. And I feel like it was 2019, early 2019, we did an episode, and in the beginning of that episode, we discussed that person that went missing from... Uh, 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 that lab that did 
like biological weapons and stuff. Remember, they right. they went missing. Nobody could find them, and and we sort of half jokingly said, "Well, that would suck. Wonder what they knew, and what's you know, wouldn't that be bad if if something got released on the public?" Mm-hmm. And then what happened in twenty twenty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I, I don't know. It it just it, when that happened, that's what I thought of. People had reminded me of us talking about that, and I was like, "Oh crap, we did." And then we talk about the guidestones, and it gets blown up. Well, and you know, um, you know, when we talked about the hum, um, you know, in Michigan, mm-hmm. and you know, we reached out, um, trying to get uh, some people that. Um, recorded the hum and and complained about it, reported it, documented it. Um, never did get an answer, but it uh, turns out that it you know not 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 even a year after we had done that episode, they they discovered the 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 steel plant shut down. Yep, and that was it. Yep, because I remember <laughs> the we hum went away. I remember we <laughs> specifically said in that episode something along the lines of. If this plant shuts down, I wonder if the hum's going to go away. Yeah, and that one did. Yep, crazy. But it, you know that that one was so interesting beyond the fact that maybe it wasn't paranormal, but the effect that it had on the people that yep. lived around it day by yep. day that was crazy. Um, but you know, so so yeah, here's another topic that we discussed. I mean, you know, but so so soon afterwards. We, uh, you know, then then it's back in the news uh, for something like this. Now, for those of you that don't remember, um, the Georgia Guidestones is a monument um, that sits very close to the Georgia South Carolina state lines, um, and and it was constructed in, in uh, 1980. So, 42 years it stood. Mm-hmm. But it's it is an impressive feature, uh, aside from what's written on it. Um, you know, with you know the the entire thing was nineteen feet tall, just over nineteen feet tall, and, and the the six granite uh, slabs that uh, that made it up weighed over two hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, it's insane so, the size. I mean. So, you know, my question when I said that is, number one, why, which, you know, a lot of people have speculated as to why, and why now, mm-hmm. um, which is probably more more confusing to me um, than the why. Um, what about, was or was there anything specific about that particular date? Um, the timing of it, but you know, as of now, you know, we, we still don't know. So mm-hmm. here we are, we're discussing this, um, you know, a month after it's happened. And if, if the authorities have any leads on who was involved, um, they're not sharing it. Um, so that to say they might, uh, they might have some leads um, and for whatever reason, aren't releasing that to the public, uh, whether it's because they might tip somebody off or it might start, you know, some, uh, you know, 
flare up some emotions. Um, which honestly, when we talked about the Georgia Guidestones and, and the message that's written there, um, it, it sparked a lot of conversation in the group. Yep, and did. Um, uh, and and the the words could be inflammatory, but you know they've they've stood there for such a long length of time. It it, it was almost to the point that people had forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. You know that what not not the monument itself, but the message that was there. Yeah, and and uh, maybe maybe I, I say that maybe the ominous message uh, behind it, but it, it's been. It's been associated with the idea of a new world order. And so locals um, in and around the area have, you know, come forward to say that they feel like it's conspiracy theorists that, you know, took this action. You know, that the idea that there was a new world order behind the construction, Mm -hmm. um, which if you recall, we we do not know. um, No the the individual or individuals uh who were responsible for purchasing and commissioning the uh the granite monument um and the one person that anyone ever actually met and spoke to um about it used a, a fake name and there's been no communication with him since their construction right. the uh, RC Christian uh, who was the gentleman that uh, that met with the granite company to commission the work? And RC was older at the time, so right. I, I doubt RC is around nowadays where he could come back and and let's pay for it again and get it put up. But they gave the the land to the government there anyway, so I don't know maybe. You and I talked about it, and we said, if another one pops up somewhere, then we'll know there's some weird conspiracy behind it. But I don't, you know, it's not like we're going to get many answers even now with it blown up. But yeah, yeah. Well, my thought process on the idea that conspiracy theorists had some involvement is, number one, I've never met an actual conspiracy theorist that was a violent person. Right. You know, they they talk a lot about the theories. You know, they they always have this idea that, you know, there's, you know, shadow organizations that are running the government or influencing public opinion. Um, you know, these individuals, you know, from all over the world that work together, you know, almost like some type of cabal that controls everything behind the scenes. Um they they have all those ideas, but they they aren't building an army. Um, you know, they're not showing resistance. Now, some of these folks, you know, you see them, they're they're building bunkers and they're you know storing weapons and ammunition. But doing that doesn't make you a violent person, right? Okay, I mean, you you may want all that stuff because you believe that at some point in time, uh, you're going to need to protect yourself you know, or your family, but that doesn't mean you're going out looking for trouble. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, doing all that, at least to me, doesn't make you a violent person. It, it may make you, you know, a different thinker, 
Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're violent. So going to the extent of using an explosive device to destroy a monument that's been there for over 40 years, does it fit with the conspiracy theory people that I have met and talked to over the years? I don't, what do you think about that, Adam? No, I'm with you. I think, um, I, I don't have a, a thought on maybe who did it, but I don't think that the the locals around there are, you know, getting real close to it. Because if you did have the people that had a conspiracy theory about it being New World Order monument or whatever, I think they would they wouldn't blow it up. They may talk trash about it or have a blog or something where they put information out about it. But I think just in my personal opinion, this was somebody that had some vendetta against it. And one person most likely, um, but somebody that, and you and I talked about this, that the way the explosion happened um, it had to have been like a shaped charge or something because it didn't create a shockwave out from it. It all went into the monument. And it so it didn't cause like damage outside of just the monument. It didn't blow a crater. It didn't right. shoot a shockwave out and stir up a whole lot of dust that I saw in the video. Um, so it had to have been somebody that had a little bit of knowledge about mm. explosives and being able to shape a charge to where it went just where they wanted it to go. Yeah, either that or they got lucky. Yeah, that's that's true too. But when you, if if you think about it in those terms, like they they built some homemade explosive. I I don't know. I'm not an explosive expert, but I would think that there would be more evidence to a homemade explosive than there would be if somebody that had at least a working knowledge of explosives and how they're used and the different types that are involved. I mean, it's like, okay, you're, you're not going to, you're, you're not going to tear down a a skyscraper with the same explosives that you get rid of a stump. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, something that you use to cut through to build a highway and you have to cut away the hillside, you know, it's not going to be a, a dead gum firecracker. Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's a wide range of what people could have used. And, and I think that if somebody, an amateur, or if this was, uh, you know, a really, a really bad prank or, um, even somebody that just, you know, kind of, you know, went off the rails and said, this is evil and I must destroy it and goes out there to do it. Anything they could have gotten their hands on, they probably wouldn't have known how devastating it would or wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that the idea that somebody just built something and got lucky that it didn't leave a big hole or it didn't, you know, hurt them or, or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't like that theory, but I can I could see where it's at least somewhat plausible. So I, I kind of have an idea that whoever was responsible 
like you, Adam, I, I think they had at least some knowledge of what to use and what would be somewhat effective. Right. Um, I'm avoiding talking about specific types of explosives because we don't we don't mm-hmm. need to get into that. But there are certain ones that military uses for breaching doors, but they're not that violent, but they're shaped so that they blow the door out and not right. blow up the breacher that's breaching the door. Um and then they've got other ones that do create a massive shockwave because that's its intent. So to me, it looks it looks like a more violent breacher charge. Yeah, something that kinda they stuck onto it and set it off. And if you watch the video, it looks like it blows inward into the interior of the monument itself. Mm-hmm. So. I, I really feel like it was somebody that knew explosives and like you, it wasn't necessarily homemade. I guess you could yeah. classify it as homemade unless they stole it, but mm-hmm. it was somebody that maybe professionally did that at one point or something. Um, yeah. Because if you look in other explosions, where bombs are made, that's usually how they track them down is the debris left behind. Right. There's a signature. There's They find the casing because it doesn't completely annihilate the case that they put it in or whatever, right. so they're able to track it down. And since they haven't come out and said that, you know, you would think they'd come out and say, oh, well, we, we're working leads because we found bits yeah, of the you, explosive. They, yeah. They wouldn't even have to say what they found. Mm-hmm. They could just say, we found evidence of what was used, uh, what type of explosive was used, and that's given us some leads to track down on who would have had access to this stuff or or whatever. You know, they, they're not coming out and saying that. Um, so it kind of makes me think that they, they probably don't have much to go on. No, I was um, hoping by, by this time where we could do a bonus episode on it, that it would be a little more out there they they would have more evidence put out there that we could get a hold of and and discuss and the only thing i've seen is they've got a video of a car driving away right and i I would think they would be able to find that car eventually at, at at this point but i don't know um it just I'm hoping they have more evidence <laughs> and aren't yeah. just aren't saying it yeah. and putting it out there. But I don't know. They It could be one of those things that they it's not that big a deal to them. Maybe nobody mm-hmm. was hurt. So they're not putting as much time and effort into it as if they would if somebody got hurt. I don't I don't know. Right. And, you know, they're. Anytime something like this happens, there's going to be some aftermath and and some fallout and it's going to fall on both sides of the situation. So absolutely, there are people that are celebrating the fact that the monument is gone um, because of the message, you know, especially this idea of trying to keep the world population below 500,000. It doesn't uh, 500, 500 million. Um, mm-hmm. it doesn't 
it doesn't say we need to wipe out seven and a half uh, billion people to get it there. Uh, it it's just it's just a statement, um, and and we in the show we kind of discussed what it would be like, you know, if there were only five hundred million people in the world, um, you know, we we definitely said that you know nature would would flourish, um, and 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 I think it kind of goes that way. I'm not saying I agree with this message. All I'm saying is that's. That's what it is. It's just it's just a statement. And a lot of people have inferred what it means. And a lot of people have inferred that the message is evil, mm-hmm. even to the point of saying that it was, you know, it, it was sometimes somehow satanic in nature. Um, and that whoever did it was doing God's work. There was even. um a story that came out that said that there were red stains on the, essentially the capstone that were seen um, in a drone video. That was an indicator that there were sacrifices done there. That's weird. And, and here's the, here's the facts. That video came out in 2015. Um, so whatever those stains were had nothing to do with the destruction of the monument. Mm -hmm. Um, and most everything about that has been debunked, you know, that, you know, no, if it was red stains, you know, it was probably caused by, uh, minerals in rainwater or, or so forth. It, It wasn't, you know, where somebody had Dragged somebody up nineteen feet. And, well, yeah, and, and and murdered them in a sacrificial ritual on, on top, top of, of that, the guide zones. On on top of that, they have video cameras around right. the monument. <laughs> right. So how did they do it and get away from the video cameras? You know, yeah. it's just. Yeah. Um, I saw a somebody come out and say. Now, and and I sent you the screenshot. I I saw it on Instagram and somebody was like, now I know charges. I was EOD in the military for 15 years and um, I know explosives and and this doesn't look like any explosive I've seen. And then they went on to say, it looks like an energy pulse weapon shot from above. Yeah. And the only people that are going to have energy pulse weapons are the government. You know, that's, that's not a a thing civilians can get a hold of. Um, and if you don't think they have energy pulse weapons, go look it up. They actually do. It's magnetic pulse weapons. But anyway, um, they said it looks like some kind of energy pulse weapon with a lightning bolt that hit it and blew it up. And my whole thing is why would the government care if there's True. that monument out there, I don't. That's right. I, I I think that's the the least of their worries is what some person put up in the '80s and and it's still sitting there. And B, if that was it, why didn't they hit it square on the top of the thing and just demolish the whole thing? Why did they hit the out. bottom corner of it? Yeah. You know, and so <laughs> I to me it had to have been something placed because it was low on the thing and. I I think the people were hoping that 
either they were hoping that it didn't do that and it was you said the key word earlier a prank mm-hmm. and so they were just pulling a prank and they were thinking oh this will be funny not expecting it to go that far and blow that much up and they didn't understand what they had and it just went too far or it, they were hoping for more and since they put it on the bottom corner that it would totally topple everything not realizing that it's not a domino stack where right, yeah. you take off knock one over and they all go falling down it's not going to i mean it's been up there for 22 years it's pretty secure in the ground so yeah i don't know and, i and, i just oh, wish we had i wish we had more information i know Me i too. It, because now this bonus episode is just us speculating that's right and which is fine but i i i want to know more I, yeah. I, I want to know who and why, and I don't think we'll ever know that. Yeah, unless somebody comes out and claims ownership to it. Yeah. And I think if they were going to do that, they already would have. Um, I don't know. They may wait till some of the heat's died down. And maybe. once people maybe. started to forget about it, then maybe they come come forward in six months and take the blame or the claim it, something. Yeah. We'll see. But you talked about that energy pulse weapon. It's gone as far as for people to say that this was God striking it down because yep. it was yep. against, um, you know, it was against the Bible. And I've uh, seen that. Yeah. The, the mayor of Elberton, Georgia, Daniel Graves, he had the best quote, in my opinion, about this. Um, he said, our view of righteousness is not an almighty God that needs zealots to do his dirty work and destruction. And he goes on to say, yeah. that's hatred. He said, all the dynamite in the world can't change a man's heart. I, I love that because so many people, you know, they they grab those kind of events and they say, you know, this, this was the act of God. And, I, you know, my take on it is, is, God doesn't need humans to run around and do this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, if he you know, wanted that's it exactly down, what what Graves was saying, he said, if God wanted it down, it would be flat. Right, right. So, I mean, you know, it, it, regardless of how how spiritual or religious you are, I mean, if you if you believe or don't believe, but if if you can wrap your head around the idea of a supreme being. There's not going to be anything that humans are going to be able to build that they couldn't wipe out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I, I, I like that the Elberton mayor had came out and said that, you know, it's like, this is, it's kind of, it's kind of silly to believe, you know, that that would happen. Um, but so we talked about people that were glad it's gone. What about the people that are kind of upset that it's happened? You, if you look beyond the message, the the monument is a testament to the largest industry there in Elberton, and that's, you know, granite. Okay, I right. mean, so so these these people did not they they paid for it and commissioned it anonymously. They did not construct it. They had to bring in a granite company to actually do it, and so this was a huge undertaking. But people in the granite industry in and around Elberton, they look at that with a sense of pride. It it shows, you know, the rest of the country, you know, look, you know, we we claim that that 
you know, if you need granite, if, if you need granite work, Elberton is the place to come, period, mm-hmm. hands down. And here is our shining example of it. They built this. Regardless of what's written on it, they had to construct this. And mm-hmm. and that's a sense of pride. And, and a lot of people are upset that something like this would have happened um, because it does. It, it, it is kind of a, a legacy of, of the granite industry there in Elberton. Right. So I can understand that too, you know, that, you know, this is a lot of people's livelihood there. And, you know, this is just kind of a, of a middle finger to, to, to that industry. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it is, it, it is a crazy situation. Um, why and and why then would anybody have done it? Um like Adam said, we're we're gonna we're gonna speculate on this, and that's probably all we're gonna be able to do. Yep. And you know, I, I just want to say we we wanna know y'all's opinion on it, um, what y'all think the reasoning behind it coming down was and everything. But if if we talk about it in the group, remember one of the biggest rules of the graveyard group is to be respectful of others. Yeah. So uh, I understand it's a hot button topic and I understand that people get pretty passionate about it, but make sure that we stay respectful of everybody's opinion. And if somebody says something you don't like, no need to start an argument. You can just say, I disagree. Here's my Here's my thought on it. Thank you for your opinion and move on. Um, But we do want to know what you guys think. If you don't want to post it in the group, you can email it to us or you can direct message us on one of our uh, social media platforms and let us know what you think. Um, The the reason behind it uh, getting exploded. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I wish we had more to give you guys, but we said we would do a follow-up on it. So we're doing a follow-up on it with the tiny little bit of information that we have and a buttload of speculation. And if something does come out um, in the future, um, we'll we'll talk about it then. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, I, I, I think we're, we're left with what we got at least, at least for now. So, uh, as Adam said, uh, you can reach out to us on social media on, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And Facebook is where you will find the group. If you're, if you're not already in it, what are you doing with your life? I mean, it's, no kidding. <laughs> it's a great, it's a, it's a great place. It's a safe place. And like we said, we, we people may get a little fired up in there. Um, but for the, for the most part, everybody is respectful and no one is going to make fun of you for sharing a personal experience. Um, and cause we, we all love to hear them mm-hmm. and don't, as Adam said at the top of the show, don't forget to go and rate and review us, uh, on iTunes because that brings the show up the charts. It makes it easier for people to find. So when people search paranormal podcast, that's more likely with the more reviews that graveyard tales is going to pop up in the, in the right. search. Okay. Uh, so at least, you know, it, it gives us a chance to, to continue to grow the graveyard. Um, and, uh, don't forget to check out our website, graveyardpodcast.com. 
Uh, you can listen to the show. You can find links to purchase Graveyard Tales merchandise, and you can become a patron. And we always thank everyone who has donated to the show. Um, we've got a, a really, really good catalog of back bonus episodes and videos uh, there for you. So, you know, now is a is a great time if you've been thinking about it um, to pull the trigger um, and and get access to, to some of that extra content. That's all I got, man. Yep. Me too. I've, I've speculated a lot this episode. So, and until next time, we'll save you a seat in the graveyard. See you soon. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.